0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, traders? It looks like we got another SPAC battle. The war is on today. It's Chris versus Mitch. You guys know where you guys are at. Welcome to the SPACs attack. (laughs) What up, what up, what up, my traders? How we doing out there? I hope you guys are enjoying the day. I definitely am. I'm ready to do another SPAC battle. Let me know in the chat if you guys are here for the SPAC battle or you're just a new viewer. Definitely smash the like button. Let's bring on the brains to the show. You guys know him as Chris Ketchy. I know him as only one thing. Chris
1: What's going on, Mitch? It's Friday. I, I got my my caffeine, my energy, because we're ready to do some battles oh, fight, today. Fight. I hope everyone was able to tune in yesterday. If you didn't tune in yesterday, you missed our first three Spac battles. We had DraftKings versus Rush Street Interactive. We had what else did we have yesterday? Desktop Metal versus Jaw Spitfire. That's Bello three D, the three D printing. And then our other battle yesterday, we also had space stocks with Let's Virgin Galactic versus Black Sky SFTW. So, three exciting matchups. And guess what? We're back with three more matchups today. Boom. So I'm excited. Boom. Boom. You know, it, it's going to be a great show, Mitch. Looks like we got lots of viewers here.
0: Hell yeah, that's what I want to see. I'm enjoying the day. I'm super excited. Let me just preview right quick the battles right quick that we're going to have today. Today we're going to be having an awesome battle. I know that you guys are lucid dreaming out there, or maybe you just got an ocean in front of you. We'll definitely pay attention to FSR versus CCIV. Then up after that, we're going to be getting into the battle that is... The I'll call it the NFT battle here. The Playboy versus the tops. We'll definitely get in towards that battle coming up. And then we got one more that we just might get into, Chris, today. Um, that is gonna be our light goal for the day. Looks like we have over 250 people. Let's set a 125 light goal. This is gonna be big, it's gonna take a lot, and it's gonna take you guys out there to smash the like only if you feel you guys are enjoying the show and definitely getting value so you guys let us know by giving us the opinion like always welcome to the spax attack let's go ahead and let's get into some headlines and then we'll get some fun take a look really quickly at the watch list but let's get into these battles because i'm ready to battle chris team red team (laughs) blue what are you guys a part of let's see let's see what team you guys want to be on today and of course chris
1: take us back to those headlines All right, guys. Yeah, it's Friday out there. It's a pretty quiet day for for SPAC news and SPAC movers. But let's go ahead. Let's dive in. So up first, we have a rival that's ARVL. Shares trading down today. There was a filing from the company yesterday that shows that they may call the warrants. Now, this was pointed out on the show a couple days ago when shares were boosted by that possible Reddit field trade. So, SPAC warrants on Twitter, uh, one of the accounts that I follow, you know, out a couple days ago saying just a word of caution on the arrival move as it relates to the warrants. They have met both the time and price requirements for redemption. Be aware they could issue a notification at any time. That tweet perfectly foreshadowed. What happened right now that arrival shares have hit certain price thresholds, they are able to, to call those warrants. So to me, I would stay away from arrival for a couple days. We got to get through, you know, this process, the warrants, maybe the share offering. I think we see some downward pressure. I, I love the arrival story long term, but you know, this is part of the SPAC process that we, you know, may have you know some movement in arrival. Uh, so just be careful out there, you know, if you're not already in this one. And then ZEV, which uh, recently completed its de this is Lightning E-Motors. So I don't have a date, but the company announcing that they will host nearly 100 people for what they're calling Lightning Day. This is going to include a factory tour, vehicle test drives uh, for fleet customers and prospective customers. So they're going to be showing off their class three passenger van, class four shuttle bus, class five shuttle bus, and class six delivery truck. So this is going to be, you know, a tour of that huge factory, you know, up close presentations of those vehicles. So, you know, this is another item where we could see some analysts really diving into this stock based on the potential, based on those vehicles. And then we also could see some new orders coming out of this event, right? If there's prospective customers attending, getting these, uh, you know, these test drives, getting to see these vehicles up close, you know, versus just seeing them online or talking to a rep over the phone, this is where some of those orders can really happen. So I I like this event, and, and I would keep ZEV on the watch here. We had news out from uh, Hall of Fame Ventures, HOFV. This is a former SPAC, um, you know, uh, we've had them on the show several times on other shows as well. So they announced that uh, uh, Terrell Davis, former Bronco and Hall of Famer, is going to serve as the first commissioner of the Hall of Fantasy League. Now, this is going to be a fantasy football league, unlike any other uh, later this year, where people will be able to own stakes in 10 regional teams across the U.S. competing in fantasy football for the 21-22 NFL season. So Terrell Davis serving as commissioner. Company also saying that uh, each team will have you know, a former NFL player as kind of a brand ambassador. So we're going to get lots of announcements from Hall of Fame Ventures later this year. Remember this one also a NFT play. They did have that NFT out with Tim Brown. And they have more coming. So keep an eye out. I do like HOFV. Heading into the NFL season, you know, as they have a lot of uh, synergies and catalysts coming from some partnerships with the National Football League. And then we have Fisker. Uh, I don't want to dive too much into this one because we're going to hear Mitch's argument later. But Bank of America keeping a buy rating and a price objective of $27 as one of its favorites in the electric vehicle space. And then, benchmark initiating coverage on Osprey Technology, that's SFTW, with a buy rating and a $20 price target. Uh, You heard from Mitch yesterday, you know, Osprey Technology, SFTW, this is Black Sky Satellite Company. These shares are trading exactly at $10 today. And here you have, you know, before the merger is even completed, a, a price target of $20. You know, so it looks like maybe Benchmark uh, watched that presentation from Mitch yesterday. Uh, you know, and maybe they got some more due diligence into that stock. So, uh, you know, as I said yesterday, I, I also like this stock going forward. Then ARC Funds. Uh, you know, we talked about them yesterday, uh, adding you know over a million shares of CMIIU. Back again yesterday, adding 556,195 shares of CMIIU, so increasing that stake dramatically. Also, buying 688,036 shares of QSI, that's Quantum Psi, which recently completed its merger um, and trading at 879. This one was traded down significantly. Um, you know, from that de process. We, of course, had founder Jonathan Rothberg on the show not too long ago. And then also uh, adding more shares of BLDE Blade to ARC, And it looks like they are continuing to sell that position in uh, Glio, which is one of the 3D printing companies taking Shapeways public. They did have a sizable stake, but they have been selling that one uh, on the daily pretty much. Our movers yesterday... We had GSAH up 2% on that deal announcement. We had ME, that's 23andMe, shares up 20% yesterday on the first day of that new ticker and new name. Uh, We'll dive into that one when we look at the watch list here. And then also HEC, shares falling below the $9 mark ahead of their ticker changeover and now being out of that SPAC redemption period. So this one will trade as the new ticker um, next week. This one, keep an eye on. We could see more uh, downward pressure from HEC. And then our one deal announced this morning, we have LIII. So another agricultural technology company going public via SPAC. This is a company called Local Bounty uh, announcing a SPAC deal valuing the company at $1.1 billion dollars. One of the key investors and partners is Cargill, who is participating in the pipe and also providing $200 million debt facility to help with expansion. Public shareholders of LIII will own 24.8% of the company. So this is another indoor farming company. So year round farming using 90% less water, zero pesticides and cost competitive produce. They said that they have proprietary technology to grow leafy greens and herbs in an indoor environment currently in more than 400 retail stores. They're going to use the the capital from the SPAC door to increase their indoor farming facilities across the Western US. They currently have one location which they plan on doubling the size of and then also building several additional facilities starting later this year. They have a pipeline of eight facilities and a plan of 30 SKUs by the end of 2025. They see a target market of 10.6 billion dollars for the Western U.S. alone. Other long-term growth plans include international expansion, subscription as a service, new products, and franchising and licen- licensing, which I thought was a key here. As you know, we, we've seen other companies go public this way. None of them have really discussed franchising and licensing as much as Local Bounty did today. So they did have revenue in 2020 and uh, you know minimal revenue this year. So projections, $13 million in fiscal 2022 and $85 million in 2023. And then by the year 2025, hitting over $400 million in revenue. So that was our deal. Uh, and then, of course, as we turn to the calendar, we do have several votes taking place next week. Um, So we have TBA voting on their merger on the 22nd, FTIV voting on their merger on the 22nd, AACQ on the 23rd, FTOC on the 23rd, FRX on the 24th, and FIII also on the 24th. So a decent uh, calendar next week for us uh, SPAC deals and those merger votes. So that's it for headlines. That's it for that deal. Uh, you know, Mitch, uh, what are you seeing out there on the watch list that's uh, moving today?
0: All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the watch list. As you guys saw, there was some headlines definitely out there, but let's go ahead and take a look right quick. Um, you see CMLF leading on my watch list, at least for right now, uh, we could take a look. Clover is actually not doing too bad up about 3.8, uh, 1.2, 3.8. right now. It's gone up to about 1340 earlier. Did a big pullback all the way down to support. This is why you always got to know your levels, especially you day traders out there. This one went up towards 1350s. Oh, looks like it. Oh, it went all the way back down to 1260s. Now coming back towards that 13. We'll see if it holds that level. A couple other ones on the move today. SoFi still pushing on up. Let's take a look at this daily chart, seeing if we're getting past those highs. Really, this is what we're going to take a look at. You kind of have this little trend line on SoFi that you're starting to get towards. You had that resistance before. Let's see if it can get back up past this kind of close right here. This close is 2321. That's what I'd be paying attention today. 2321. Let's see it hold that level today and then get above that. That would be looking good. It can come up and test kind of up here towards uh, we have a let me see this. This is a 2370s. 23.66, that's kind of the level that I'd look for it to get back up to, see if it can hold that level today at SoFi. Uh, Ride up a little bit, 2%. We'll talk, uh, maybe get into that a little bit later on today. Playboy, Playboy not doing too bad. A little bit of a bounce there. G-O-E-V, this one's been definitely moving a lot. So keep your eyes on this one, guys. Daily chart has multiple times to try to push up through that 11 period. Let's see if it gets through that 11 at any time. Of course, this one also was mentioned by Reddit for a little while there. So we'll see if it gets picked up again. Skills getting a little bit of a lift. Looking good on the daily chart, at least now that you got this curling action by this 19 and kind of right underneath it, 1850. I think if it holds that 1850, you're looking good. You can probably push through the 20, test back up here towards 2163. I'm sure that's what skills owners are looking for, and we'll see if that kind of continues to go. Any other one you want to mention here, Chris?
1: Yeah, let's uh, pull up uh, me, M-E, 23 and me. So this one was a mover yesterday. Um, Not a big surprise. It's falling a little bit today. Um, but I mean, that was a decent one day move that it saw yesterday, you know, on the ticker change, the, the name change, um, you know, this is one to watch, right? We, we saw this a couple weeks ago where a lot of them were trading up on that first day. Then it kind of went away where it was more of a 50, 50, you know, and as Mitch and I have been saying for a long time, you know, you need to be, it's more of a, a picker's market, right? You, you need to pick the long-term winners, the, the well-known companies You know, because not all of them are going to pop on the first day here. But, you know, a decent move by by me yesterday. This one was surprising to me because this one's done pretty much nothing for for months and months. Right. Mm -hmm. As soon as this deal was announced, it fell because people wanted, you know, Virgin Orbit instead. Uh, And then now all of a sudden with the ticker changeover and the name, it, it, you know, was boosted higher. What do you think, Mitch, of this, this day one move?
0: Yeah, I think it really was all about uh, changing over on a good day. You know, uh, it it definitely helped that it changed over yesterday. I think, uh, you know, if it would have been the day prior – it would have been very tough to have gone up. I think that definitely helped support it to give it that lift. And so that's one thing that I'd noticed. I'd be like, okay, so if we get a changeover on a good positive day, good sentiment day, then maybe you could see that runner still happen. Maybe that pattern still exists. You know, one of the things that I'm trying to do is find more of a pattern with these, not necessarily just one play, because if it's just one play, I mean, I, I, I can't blame the people that, that bought it on the breakout, but Also, it's not the biggest like kind of consistent move, right? And that's what we're looking for in SPACs if we're looking to trade these. Now, investing, I mean, you know, there's so many. I mean, I could go into investing long term. Um, I even talked about it on Twitter today, this morning. I heard a lot of people talking about how kind of arrival and and near those warrant dates that – There are more trading vehicles and stuff like that. I actually kind of don't agree with that. I I think what you need to be doing, guys, and I mean, at least from what I know, as an experienced day trader that's been day trading before, I think that these are not the perfect stocks to kind of day trade. Why? Because they don't hold – perfect patterns they have a lot of tendencies to do these quick runs and so with that being said it's kind of more of a momentum little push and those are harder to trade and so i I look at these as investment vehicles really this push up here is is kind of more of a a shown in a good day but then what happens right pre-market comes guys and then it pretty much gives up a lot of the gains that it did yesterday. It went all the way from 13.85 all the way back down towards $12. So it essentially gave up a majority of the gain that it did yesterday right in pre-market. And so a lot of times you're going to see this action too. What is that? That high volatile action in pre and post. And so that's, that's what you got to understand. You got to be getting into good levels on these. You can't be chasing them because you can easily get caught you know, buying. Let's say in after hours yesterday, you bought up thirteen thirties. You see it in the morning. You you see it at thirteen eighties, and then next thing you know, it's at twelve dollars. So just be careful with these very volatile, big moves up, big moves down. But I do think there's a possibility of making some money, but you have to be a little bit more experienced to kind of catch these moves quickly.
1: Anything jump out on the the calendar for for next week for for you, Mitch? For these votes, you know, we've got. TBA merging with Iron Source. This one was trading above $10 for a while. It now dropped to $9.95 today. Um, You know, this is a a company that helps apps, right? Mobile apps. Um, That's one I'm watching. And then also Payoneer next week, FTOV. You know, someone mentioned that in in the chat or FTOC, excuse Mm -hmm. me. Someone mentioned that in the chat. Um, You know, I'm curious to see what happens with Payoneer, right? Because SoFi, of course, you know, the last fintech to really complete a deal here, you know, obviously traded higher. And and I'm wondering, I think we might see a breakout with Payoneer, um, you know, if people are familiar with that brand, once once it starts trading as that new ticker, you know, a new name. And then the other one to watch, of course, is Beachbody, you know, FRX, there's been a lot of retail interest in that. And that could be a good thing or could be a bad thing, you know, with next week's vote. So what do, what do you think of the the names on next week's schedule?
0: Honestly, a little, if you would asked me last week, I would have said, yeah, go for it. The, the pattern's there. I see it constantly and, and let's go after it. But after kind of what I saw happen in QSI, it kind of concerns me because QSI hasn't come back since that washout. And I took a loss on that one. And I've taken some on FTLC. I, I actually got out of this one like uh, like two or three cents. Didn't give me anything, really. I already got out of it. I have now. I only have one in kind of this kind of pattern that I'm holding right now, which is SCAC. But that, that's just because I'm also holding it down at at that 9.99. I got in below 10, and so that's why I don't mind kind of holding that one. If that one would even crack 9.90, I'd probably get out. So what I'm looking to see is if if we could continue seeing the pattern. Right now, we got for a little while confirmation of the pattern, then the pattern started breaking down. It, it just didn't work with every single one. So that's what I'm looking for right now. I'm going to let you guys know if I see it. For right now, it's picking winners and losers like Chris said, and that's a little bit harder. So I will put that out there. It's not that you can't pick a winner. I mean, you know, you could you could you have as much probability probably it's probably 50/50 right now, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. Usually I like going after patterns that I can do a little bit better than 50-50, right? So we'll take a look at that. We'll see how they kind of develop. I'm watching these. There's a couple of them that we'll see if they kind of keep moving. Really what we want to see is kind of a leader, a leader that doesn't give back. That's what I want to see, guys. One that comes through this kind of merger thing and doesn't turn around. SoFi could be that one if it can really start lifting. So we'll, we'll yeah, see that if
1: that's the one that really stands out to me, right? Is SoFi. Cause you know, the, this was like 18, I think, but when we started pointing it out the week of that vote and really called for, you know, it to hit that $20 level and then see if it could sustain that $20 level post merger. And, you know, Mitch, I look at the chart and the 52 the week range for SoFi, since it de is $20 to $24.95. So it has not come back down through that $20 level. So to me, that's showing huge strength here and actually supports the call-out that we gave on the show. Um, so the the three that I would really be watching next week would be Payoneer, uh, the Um, beach body, FRX, and then TBA Uh, again. You've got six votes next week. I I don't think all six end up trading higher on day one. Uh, I would call it 50 50. So, if I had to pick those, are the three you know that I would be picking of the six. But again, guys, we've got to get some confirmation of patterns. Once again, you know, as Mitch said, we saw QSI fall. Uh, heck, right? HEC, heck, hasn't even traded as the new ticker yet. And yesterday it traded to nine. It's under nine dollars today. I mean, because remember, you can no longer redeem your shares for for the ten dollar the net asset value. So now there's no flo- floor. This thing can fall, you know, as as low as possible here. So and, and yeah, Quantum Psi, you know, eight seventy three. Uh, you know, quantum QuantumSci up today, uh, as I said, you know, ARC funds did add to this one. R- remember that ARC was also part of the pipe on this one. So, um, you know, I'm curious to see if ARC keeps loading the boat here. And will that be enough to support an upward movement? But otherwise, remember, this is a pre-revenue company. And, and in this market, some of the pre-revenue companies have fallen out of favor. Right. So, you know, people are looking for the the, the next hot thing and the next one that's really going to boom and pre-revenue companies just might not be it there.
0: All right, guys. Hey, well, it looks like a uh, happy telling me I'm a little bearish today because I'm in the red, <laughs> but guess what guys? Hey, I can be in the red a little bit today, guys. I, I, I don't mind. It's all about your emotions and what you create it. To tell you the truth, red to me shows discounts. Discounts. Okay, okay. That that's so, one that's one way. One thing I've noticed, and, 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 and I've I've always done better when I've bought in stocks on red days than I've bought in them on green yes, days. Yeah. I'll I'll mention that right now. When I've gotten s- scooping into those big red days, I've always, at least from my data, done better than let's say pushing into those highs and then trying to catch a, a wave. So hey, a little red don't hurt. It won't hurt me. But let's get into what everybody's here for you guys already know let's get it on let's get it on do you remember this Chris do you know where this is from
1: celebrity death match I there there were some interesting matchups and man maybe they should uh, bring that back we could have some uh, some CEOs of some of these companies featured in some uh, celebrity deathmatch battles so that could be pretty exciting
0: all i gotta tell you is chris you're on you're on buddy you're on i'm taking you on let's get this battle started first up we're gonna get into a couple companies that i know have a pretty good following i mean hey if you guys have seen this following let me know in the chat what you guys think about the battle here first battle up is going to be fisker versus cciv or other i I like to call it lucid dreamers lucid motors here on the right hand side chris is going to be representing the lucid motors i'm going to be representing the fisker ocean here let's go ahead and have this battle you guys let us know in the chat what do you guys think do you guys support fisker you guys supporting cciv go ahead up and start throwing the tickers we'll tell them no we'll take a little i was gonna
1: say tell them not to vote yet. Remember, we want to wait until <laughs> both parties have presented, and, and then we'll do the vote. So hold off for a minute. So all right, all right,
0: all right. we'll present the
1: battles. We'll present the battles. <laughs> Who's going first, Mitch? Me or you? Uh, I I, I
0: could go first if you want. Okay, come on, let's do it. All right, let's go first. Let's go first. Let's get let me get my presentation here ready for you. Bum up. bum. All right, so first up, guys, we're gonna talk a little bit about Fisker. And if you guys don't know Fisker, I mean, you gotta get a little frisky with the Fisker guys. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and take a look here. Uh, let me get to my notes. I got scrolled down. We got a lot of got a lot going on in the spec industry right now. Chris, Chris, with the you know ten pages of notes here, guys. So hold on a second. <laughs> uh, this is, this is what happens when you compete with Chris. It's hard to compete with Chris. All right. The recent partnerships here with Magna is really what I want to point out first, guys. So the recent partnership with Magna you know, really underpins the, the facility investments. They're going to be doing everything, including the body shop. And what it does is it gives a clear path to production in November, 2022, and a rapid ramp up to full run rate production. So a lot of these companies, these EV companies, they're trying to create their own warehouses, right? Their own ability to build these vehicles. To me, I like the approach that Fisk is going out here. They're going to a manufacturing company that has made thousands and thousands and thousands of vehicles before. So what does that do? it gives them the expertise to know that they can push into that rapid run up rate and i think that's very important here for fisker and i think it's an advantage that they have over cciv all right let's go ahead and let's let's take a look a little bit more let's take a look one of the things that i'd point out guys is if you this is a little bit older but look right here guys the cash and equivalents on december 31st 2020 was 1 billion in cash right there guys so I, I don't think they're having a cash shortage problem i think that's a lot of on a lot of people's radars for specs so one thing i definitely point out is the cash is there guys cash is there so of course what are they trying to do guys they're trying to build the ocean Really, the ocean is really what's going to take them to that next level. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about what the ocean has. Of course, this car is supposed to be coming out in November 2022, so definitely understand that. I think that you need to pay attention to because the vehicle is not coming out this November, guys. So that that does give me a little bit of a disadvantage, a little bit of setback. But let's talk a little bit more about the vehicle. So the vehicle is going to range from an S. Uh, an MSRP from 37,000 to 69,000. And of course, that's going to be fully loaded up. Uh, you'd have a solar roof. Uh, this is the cool. Have you ever heard, Chris? I, and I'll have to ask you the question Have you ever heard of a
1: vegan interior? No, you know, that that sounds interesting. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's something that when I go to buy a car would be on my shopping list, but hey, hey. definitely sets them apart from other people because I don't know if anyone else can claim that.
0: Like, like they're saying here, they're building the world's most sustainable vehicles. Most sustainable vehicle has to include, of course, of a vegan interior. Of course, and then they're using recycled materials here. I hope it's not on the outside of the car, but <laughs> they're using the recyclable materials here. And an optional solar roof—I think that's pretty cool. This is not, you know, a midsize SUV. They, this is a true midsize SUV, not a hatchback type. You're going to have that third row seating. One of the things that I like, and we can get into a little bit more of, is kind of this patent pending that they're working on, which is called the California mode. California mode brings all the windows down, even the back window, like you see on the uh, kind of the Toyota 4Runners. One of the features that I actually love of the Toyota 4Runners. I'll give them props. Toyota, you're smart on that one. Definitely. Of course, also pointing out the solar roof here. It's going to have one of the kind of a really good interior. I kind of compare it to a Tesla. I mean. I'll I'll say that the interior is kind of like that, but one of the things that you are going to start seeing and let's get into really some more advanced stuff here. Let's talk a little bit about slide 16. I think this is where you really start seeing um, some kind of advantage, some, some why I like them here. They're leveraging their fast charge network and plug standards. They're using international standards so that you don't have to worry about like, Oh, do I have a specific plug or, or is it only Fisker's, uh, charging stations that I can get to. You're going to be compatible with existing networks. The, we we just had it on as of recently, EVGo and ChargePoint. So definitely this, this is one thing I do like that they have. You can go to all these versus, let's say, just picking uh, just one that Fisker wants to team up with. They're trying to give you access to all of that so that, hey, you can just look up probably on an app. And find a charging station. So I think that's very important. Another thing to state is, and 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 I and I point this out in the headlines earlier. <clears throat> a nice buy rating there. A nice upgrade there. Price objective of twenty seven dollars. And and you guys see the EV to EBITDA multiple roughly at six x you know, and, and just take a look at that compared to like what Tesla is trading on their multiple. If you take a look at that, or even take a look at where CCIV, uh, well, I'll call them the lucid dreamers out there, expect the price to get up to and take a look at what that would be trading at that multiple. And with that being said, I'll kick it back to Chris.
1: You know, that, that's a great presentation, Mitch. Again, guys, smash the like. A lot of people in here. We want to get into all three battles today, but we want to see that support that you guys like these battles. This battle I was excited for because I actually own shares of both Fisker and CCIV. So, so Mitch taking the, the Fisker side, I'm taking the Lucid side, and, and here's why. So, this SPAC deal, when it was announced, valued Lucid Motors at $11.75 billion. But then it actually had an oversubscribed pipe deal of $15, which we hadn't seen yet, that valued the company at $24 billion. You know, this is a company that built its Arizona factory in record time, and it was the first purpose built electric vehicle factory in North America. That factory is going to be able to produce 34,000 units annually. This company wants to be able to produce 365,000 units annually. I mean, that's some huge numbers. And they're on track to begin delivering the Lucid Air in the second half of 2021. And they already have over $650 million in sales based on reservations. So they're using a direct sales model with online sales and retail locations. So they already have several retail locations in California and Florida and more states coming. And then also expanding to Europe and the Middle East. You know, Mitch talked about the, the charging playing a key role here, you know, with Fisker. Same being said with Lucid. They have a partnership with Electrify America. They're going to provide the first year of charging for free for Lucid Motors customers. And they'll also be compatible with chargers from companies like ChargePoint and EVgo. They're also going to have two-way charging with vehicle-to-grid. So that will allow Lucid owners to be able to you know, power their house off of that technology if they wanted to. Lucid is led by Peter Rawlinson. He's the former Tesla chief engineer, and he worked on the Tesla Model S. Now, there's also an ongoing battle between him and Tesla, right? Elon Musk has kind of discredited what his actual role was at Tesla. And I think that's going to bring out the competitive spirit of Rawlinson. You even saw Lucid Motors air a TV commercial during Musk's SNL appearance. I mean, these companies are going to go head to head. The Lucid Air also having a over 500 mile range which outdoes Tesla, and they definitely hinted at that after that recent Plaid presentation from Tesla. And then moving beyond the Lucid Air, we have the Lucid Gravity in 2023, which is going to be an electric SUV model. And then past the SUV and the sedans, we have more vehicles coming from Lucid. And then if vehicles aren't enough, the company also said in its presentation that they may expand into aircraft Electric vertical takeoff and landing, military, heavy machinery, agriculture, and marine sectors. So, this is a company that wants to do cars and wants to keep growing, right? And going beyond that. And then also, you know, they are talking about energy storage systems. So, we hear about Tesla, you know, being also an energy company. Lucid wants to follow that same path. So to me, I I love CCIV going forward. I'm Lucid Dreaming here. I own shares and and I think Lucid is the winner. So with that being said, you know, Mitch, let's turn it over to the chat, guys. It is time to vote. Please put the ticker in the chat. So FSR, if you are supporting Fisker and Mitch's awesome presentation there and CCIV, if you are supporting Lucid Motors. What do you think, Mitch?
0: Sounds like a lot of dreaming, man. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of dreaming. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. They're getting into planes all over the place. The production they're giving. <laughs> they got big dreams. They got big big dreams. dreams. They, uh, let's just say, let's just say they're, they're they're either living their lucid dream in reality or. They're gonna be the lucid dreamers in the end, so we'll definitely have to pay attention to this. But let's see. Looks like the chat says CCIV. Looks like there's a lot of guns out there for CCIV. Please try to
1: please try to vote one time, because I'm seeing some people voting more than one. It's all good. It's all good.
0: They can vote. They can vote. You (laughs) could smash it in there. I'm going to love it because I'm going to definitely hear about the lucid dreamers out there. They definitely believe in their CCIV. And there
1: comes some Fisker votes.
0: I mean, one thing I can say is I'm the one that gave CCIV at $10.
1: That is true. So, you know, Mitch really, uh, you know, had this call. He gave it at 10. And as soon as that deal was announced and this thing was, you know, 12 to $13, I said, hey, I bought in like this, this, this is a good one. And then what else happened the thing went to $80 and at $50 and $60 I was saying hey I took some off the table and I sold some shares here so if you haven't watched our show for a long time I mean we we called this one and you know Mitch was on top of it from the start and I was on that deal announcement and also knowing when to take some profits so you know but yeah it looks like CCIV taking the win here with the votes but nice to see those Fisker votes come in late you know I again I'm a shareholder in both. And I think there's plenty of room for more electric vehicle companies to really compete with uh, Tesla and some of the others.
0: Yeah, I know. But before we get too far away, you know, I want to compare it to the cars that they were comparing to right quick because they don't even compare themselves to Fisker. I mean, let's just be real. They don't they don't they don't even get close to that. They talk more about Porsche and Tesla being their competition, Um, you know, top speed, uh, I think you know you, you're going to see top speed definitely going to Tesla. Um, the only thing that you can say that they're really uh, kicking it with, and I, I mean I'll give them that, is their range. The range that they're saying both of these vehicles are going to perform at would be a pretty pretty significant change. Let's say even to a Tesla. Um, let's say if you're talking about the lucid air you're talking 517 here versus a 390 on the plaid side that I, I, I'll give you that advantage you know that that does that sounds good if they're able to actually accomplish this so we'll see if they can do it you know that's all this is gonna matter right and you got to follow what you say all right guys let's go ahead let's get into the next battle we just went through a great battle now it's time to get into i think an even better one i think it's gonna be a fun one to have. Let me know in the chat if you guys are on any other side. If you guys are a big fan, let me know what's up. And here's the battle, the NFT battle here, guys. We're going to do tops against Playboy here. So we're talking Playboy versus Muds. Who is going to take the victorious? I got an interesting stat that I actually pulled from a marketplace that I think is going to put me over the top. But you guys will see that first up. Playboy, Playboy, what you got Chris?
1: Yeah, so important <laughs> to note, you know, both of these companies they they have revenue, they they're great well-known brands and they also have upside potential with NFTs, which I think is why this is such an exciting battle, right? It's not two companies that are going to live and die by NFTs, but NFTs provide, you know, some great opportunity for upside here. So Playboy a well-known brand announced a SPAC deal, and at the time of that SPAC merger, they said that one of their big focuses was going to be getting into sexual wellness products, and then also expanding their cannabis and their alcohol businesses. So this is a company that you know is growing its e-commerce offerings, uh, you know, and Playboy accessories. So they went private, they, they refocused, right, getting out of that magazine line of work and really growing from that core business of publishing into a brand licensing company, which helps with margins, right? It helps with brand awareness. So they recently uh, announced third quarter results. So third quarter revenue up 86% year over year to 35 million and adjusted EBITDA up 130% year over year. You know, so they said that was driven by the growth of their direct to consumer business. And they also say that going forward, you know, they're they're growing from beyond some of their COVID-related losses that hit their gaming and apparel businesses that they think can come back. And they also think that they're going to expand into other areas. So they're one of the largest lifestyle brands in the world. Over $3 billion, right there on that slide, $3 billion of global consumer spending a year on Playboy branded merchandise. They have a massive global reach and an audience of over 1 million active digital commerce uh, consumers. They're one of the top 20 most licensed brands in the world. They're the leading men's apparel brand in China. and over 180 countries where they sell products, they have a 97% global brand awareness. 97%. I mean, that's huge. If you are known by that many people around the world, They're using a direct sales, a royalty-based revenue, and also third-party retail sales approach. So they have three ways to get to customers. And and 52% of their sales coming from North America, but their international business is growing rapidly with 40% now coming from the APAC region. And then growing through NFTs. So they recently launched a NFT partnership with Nifty Gateway. And they actually said that prior to this, they were approached by several companies to to license out their content for NFTs. And in the process, they realized what demand there was for their brand to be with NFTs. So 68 years of content that they think that will translate to the NFT market. Um, You know, so they already launched that first uh, offering with Nifty Gateway. They have more coming. They now have that long-term relationship with Nifty Gateway And they're going to be able to do, you know, iconic art collections centered on Playboy's logo, centered on Playboy's, uh, you know, merchandise. And then they also have the ability later on to do actual NFTs of maybe some of the items from the magazines. You know, so this is a business where they have huge revenue, huge brand awareness, and they also have the upside of NFTs. And when they announced that SPAC merger, NFTs wasn't even mentioned Anywhere in their presentation, that came months later for this company. So you know, I, I think there's huge upside. Shares have ran, you know, based on the NFT upside. But I think there's plenty more to come. This is a company that, as they report more earnings, you're going to see that huge licensing revenue and that brand awareness. So that's what I've got for Playboy Mitch. Uh, What do you got for for you know Muds with Tops here? You know, again, another great company. That could have some upside from NFTs.
0: All right, all right. Looks like you you, you bringing a little heat there with the Playboy. Looks like you got some uh, some some of the boys excited even in the chat. <laughs> can't blame you. Can't blame you there. Let's let's play nice out there. Let's have some fun. We're we're here to have some fun. Let's do this. All right, guys. So let's get into the muds. Muds is one that man. I, I got to tell you guys. When I first heard this, I was interested, but at the same time wondering. What could they do to really stand out and be a standout company, right? And so let's go ahead and and first talk about MUDS here. I'm going to go ahead and pull out the investor presentation here. We're talking TOPS. Really, it's a a portfolio here of iconic brands, right? And that's really what you're going after. Most people know TOPS is only kind of the cards, but I'm going to show you kind of some other brands that are under their belt that you probably never even heard of. Or, or never even knew, that's really what I wanted to say. You never even knew that they were a part of. So let's first, let's get into that. Let me first show you that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go in here and roll down so you guys can see some of these companies and you guys might be surprised. Um, so right here, uh, did you know that about 35% of the revenue is actually from confections, of essentially candy guys. We're talking the ring pops, the bazookas, the bottle pops, the push pops, the juicy drops,
1: i know chris i know chris's kids know all about this stuff my my kids definitely know what a what a ring pop is i mean i can't say i'm huge fans of them because they (laughs) they they can be messy but they definitely know what that is but that's a nice stat there mitch 35 percent of revenue you know coming from from candy that's high margin items you know that
0: did you know that guys you know
1: i i knew that but i don't know if our viewers all knew that so that's a good poll there mitch
0: uh, yep, definitely, definitely. Something that was interesting. I think what you're going to start seeing changing, though, in this number, and you'll when they do a kind of a, a kind of refresh of this investor presentation, one thing you'll see change is that physical number. That physical number, that 55% of revenue, I think is actually going to go down closer towards, let's say, 40%, where you're going to see a huge spike. It's, of course, guys, that digital area right here where you're only seeing 6% of the revenue come. This is what made me change my thinking in this company. It wasn't that when I first saw this presentation deck, that didn't stand out to me. 6% doesn't stand out to anybody. But I got some news for you guys. They turned it around. They started focusing on what I – First of all, their cards started spiking, right? Collectibles overall, we saw started spiking, right? So we can talk. There was a Mike Trout card that traded for about four million. <laughs> you guys heard that right? Four million actually traded there, uh, just for that Mike Trout card. Uh, you can look at some other cards here, and you can see how how crazy they traded. Look at that Luka Donic rookie card sold for four point six million. The most expensive NBA card in history, guys, sold more than a, a, a kind of a, a Michael Jordan card. So you can just imagine, there, guys. Pay attention to that. Look at look at this one. Kobe Bryant rookie card sold for nearly 1.8 million at auction. So definitely, definitely, they, their physical cards started taking off. But when they really started making it is focusing on their diversified portfolios of IPs, right? And using that strategic licensing to come and attack kind of the digital market, whether that be from NFTs, whether that be in mobile gaming. I don't know if you guys know, but they're they're really good actually in mobile gaming now. They're really starting to take off there. One of the things to point out here, and I wanted to point it out for Chris. Did you see this, Chris? 2024 euro. Not not, not right now, not this euro that's going on, but the next one. It's going to be in Germany and, and man, Chris, I'm taking you there. I'm taking you. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to call it out here for everybody. I'm taking you to that Euro, Chris. Uh, I got German citizenship. We're going, going to that Euro in 2024, but let me keep going here. All right. Let me give you guys the stat, the stat that's going to break me over the top. Right. And so right here, we're going to get into a little bit of the marketplace. Right. And so we, when we go to the marketplace, We're going to take a look here and and you guys can look at, you know, my my stats here. You know, I got some wax, got some cards. As you guys see, I'm a big MUDS fans. Um, But let's take a look here at the bottom. At the bottom, you'll actually find here. And let me go ahead and just go to the Explorer here. Um, What you're going to see, and and if you can go to the bottom, you'll find stats. I love going in viewing the stats, right? Because stats are important, right? So let's take a look at these stats. So the top collectibles is really what I want to point out. And, and so I'm gonna zoom in a little bit here. Uh, zooms in a little bit too much here. there you go. you guys should be able to see this MLB tops right here, right? That's nine million dollars there in transactions, right? And so now I'm gonna do now I'm gonna put something on the screen here. So if they got nine million dollars, right and they got a six percent commission on this nine million dollars, we're talking about five hundred and forty seven thousand dollars and one hundred and eighty two, uh, $547,182 in commissions just for the transactions that were going on in Atomic Hub. This is not all over. This is just in Atomic Hub alone. They're making $547,000 to the bottom line. This is why you guys got to definitely pay attention to this. These are the kind of stats that I think you're going to see show up on the bottom line in their first earnings and Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to be watching to see if MUDs can start roaring.
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's a great presentation, you know, and I, I think you're spot on, right? That, that MUDs, NFT is going to provide upside, that digital revenue is going to increase, physical is going to come down. And let's face it, they also have the candy business that, you know, can provide some revenue, some profit, and maybe that's a business that they they spin off later on or they they get out of, you know, to focus really, you know, 100% on, on the cards and the NFT. So lots of exciting things. I also love that MUD's price is down right now. So I know I've been looking at this one on my watch list. So chat, help us out. What is your pick this battle? Playboy and MUD's Who's going to win? Put the ticker in the chat, P-L-B-Y or M-U-D-S, so we can pick our winner in the second SPAC battle of the day.
0: Let's go ahead and see what we got in the chat here. Who's going to win it? Who's going to win it? Let's go ahead and see. Go ahead and drop your votes now, guys. Drop your votes. Looks like there's some MUDS comments, but let's see the votes at the bottom. Here they start coming. We got one vote, Playboy, two votes, MUDS. What are we getting up to? That muds. Oh, we got muds, more muds, muds coming. Muds. There we go. Yay, you guys are getting dirty with me today. Let's get There's in the mud. mud. <laughs> There's some who, playboy action. Who's, who's Benzinga as playboy you, right you now? You already is... know the playboy himself. Ah,
1: uh, Spencer. I was like, it's <laughs> not Mitch. He wouldn't be voting against the playboy himself. The playboy right. himself in the back, well, thank hanging you, out. You thank already you, know, Spencer.
0: The muds Ooh. muds oh oh looks like there's a battle here i'm not to count it man it's i haven't getting, been
1: tallying but i feel getting like it's close all right close. so i
0: see like six seven muds all right now i got like 11 muds and only to like five or six playboys Yeah, i so. think
1: muds has it master it the like you guys minute, already know
0: but- it's gonna be muds muds with the win i think i think when i when i started bringing those stats what do you think about that stat chris that i brought
1: I, I love that stat. Also, shout out Happy in the chat. Happy Mohammed giving us the vote tally 13-6 win for Mud. What
0: a guy! What a Thank guy! You, Happy. Happy,
1: for facilitating that chat and also counting up those votes. So you know, great matchup, Mitch. It doesn't look like we hit our like goal, so I don't Uh-oh. think we can. I don't think we can do this uh, third battle today, guys. Which, guys, uh,
0: don't don't miss out. I need to get off at twelve o'clock. You guys don't want to miss out on likes. Hit the like for me right now because I want to get into this battle. You guys will get a laugh. If you guys want to laugh today and find out what I think is the worst spec in America. Smash that like. (laughs) Smash that like. Let's go ahead. Let's get it up there. I'm pretty sure we're getting those likes now. I mean, if we don't get the likes now, I might as well just get off here right now. I had to do it yesterday for Money Mitch. I don't want to do it for specs Attack. But I need you guys to smash that like button. Did we get
1: to the likes? Happy? Did we get there? I I don't think we made it, Mitch. We might have to save this this third battle for next week.
0: So Ooh, I, I I don't think you guys want to miss out on this one.
1: <laughs> Did we get there? I I gotta look at the chat. Let me let me pull it up here. I'm seeing 106 was the last thing I saw.
0: 106. 106. Can we get it up there, guys? All right, there you go, guys. Let's let, let let's get into it. All right, let, let, let's do it. We got 100. We got 100. There you go. We got over 300 people watching. Come on. Where the likes at? Where the likes at? Come on, support us so that we can get into the last topic here. Are we all doing that? Right. We, we got to be quick. Let's knock it out. So, let's knock it out. Let's go right. for it. I'm uh, going to let you go first here.
1: Yeah, so our battle is two beaten down SPACs. We have Ride, R-I-D-E, versus Nicola. So... Unfortunately, I I drew the task of defending Ride, R-I-D-E, right now, who currently is missing their CEO and CFO. So the things that stand out for me for Ride coming back are they have a partnership with Camping World. Camping World has 170 locations and more than 2,000 service bays maybe camping world supports the company here you know takes an equity stake there you see steve burns you know with the endurance it looks like he's burning you know not a great time to be in lordstown motors but they also have a stake from general motors and they actually said that they may go to general motors and ask for more funds so i got to think that lordstown motors at least survives for a couple years because they're going to get some financial backing here that's the only thing I can really say to defend this company. That's my argument, Mitch is that ride survives. Let's hear it for uh, what do you got for Nicola here?
0: Hey, well, uh, as we saw, you know, we're, we're gonna have to wait to see uh, really what happens with that burn. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who they replace here as Steve Burns has just burned away. But we'll, we'll see if he comes back somehow in another company. We'll definitely pay attention towards that. He actually got away from my workhorse, so hopefully he doesn't go back over there. <laughs> Steve, don't call him over. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into the next one. I want to talk about none other than the pusher, Nicola. You guys already know where you guys are at. I'm going to talk a little bit about Nicola here. You guys, do you guys remember that at first, you know, this was Trevor Milton, you know, as you can see him there in the back, pushing the truck. Um, They actually staged a video called the Nicola one in motion where it showed the semi truck, you know, just cruising on the road at high speed rate. And really, I mean, when you go down and look at it, they, all they did was just tow the truck to the top and they probably got Trevor to push it. (laughs) But uh, I'm not sure about that last part, but at least it went down the hill. That's for sure. And and one of the things that I think should have been a, a red flag in this company right off the start, Trevor appointed his brother, Travis, the director of hydrogen production and infrastructure to oversee this critical part of the business. Travis' prior experience was largely consisted of pouring concrete driveways and doing subcontractor work and home renovations in his home in Hawaii. Uh, do, do you guys really think he was the, the expert to put in that position? I mean, come on, red flag there, right? So, hey, that's there you have it, guys. There you guys have it, the battle of the worst
1: back in America.
0: all Who right wants guys to go ahead and vote?
1: Real quick, as I said in the chat, there are no neutral votes. If you're going to vote, you got to pick one R I D E or N mean, K L A. I never trusted him. Mitch and I had to defend both of these companies. <laughs> we couldn't go neutral. So uh, let's hear it. Which one wins this battle of these beaten down specs? We got 30 seconds, guys to vote who well, who's gonna win this this highly wait, wait, anticipated no, battle
0: 30 seconds less than 30 seconds go quick
1: go Spencer, quick who's your vote let's hear it right or nicola uh, gotta nicola. vote gotta Nic- vote nicola oh. Nic- oh. Nic- all right
0: okay next up guys we are premiering this video right now Benzinga test drove a mclaren Okay, a McLaren 720S. The video is going to premiere right now, and then that's going to redirect to the Power Hour. But that's starting, and I want to end the stream so we can go to that. So McLaren, Benzinga, test drive, next. Stay tuned for that. Nicola takes the victory, or maybe a loser. Peace.